Discussing world-changing ideas through real conversations. Exploring the potential of technology to solve the most critical challenges facing business, people and the planet. Coming up... The acceleration of digital transformation enabled by 5G as the critical currency. All of us as consumers, we are going to be the beneficiaries and the recipients of all of that transformation. But of course, that growth is going to come from businesses. It's through the adoption from enterprises of this new emerging technologies enabled by 5G. This is the Real Conversations podcast by Nokia. Here is Michael Hainsworth. Communications service providers are key partners for industry looking to digitalize their operations and remain relevant in the fourth industrial revolution. Nobody knows that quite like Mishka Deegan, the senior VP of strategy, product and solutions engineering at T-Mobile. While consumer connectivity is expected to grow 1% for the foreseeable future, Enterprise connectivity is expected to see a 27% compound annual growth rate. She tells me she's been part of that evolution of wireless over the last two decades. Yes, can you believe it? I started really young, I think right after kindergarten. <laughs> I've been with T-Mobile for 20 years and in the industry for uh, for more years than I, that I care to admit. Really leading product development and global uh, commercial functions across, you know, wireless, but also wireline in the past, serving all business segments. And this has given me really a front row seat uh, to the evolution of the industry. Well, tell me how that's informed your understanding of Industry 4.0 and how to shepherd enterprise into a future of omnipresent connectivity. Well, that's a very interesting, um, interesting question. I'll, let me start with the the first part of your question relative to industry 4.0 i would say enterprise customers and you know business customers in general regardless of their size and their industry they aren't just in this in interested in industry 4.0 what they really interested in is the adoption of digital solutions and you know the industry refers to it as you know the digital transformation and digital transformation has different meanings for different kinds of companies, depending on where they are on their maturity journey of adopting this new data-driven applications and solutions. So uh, from my perspective, it's so much more than Industry 4.0. It really expands across um, all kinds of verticals, depending on the problems that CIOs and CTOs are, are trying to solve. I think that's the first part. The second part to your question relative to the omnipresent connectivity, this is really an interesting phenomenon. If you think back three years ago, as we were all entering the COVID phase and, you know, workers across, you know, all businesses were asked to work from home, you know, many thought, hey, this is going to be just a, you know, a temporary solution until we come out of COVID. And then the trends as we came out of COVID are really showing us that we are not going back to the way things were. And the workplace has completely, you know, been transformed. The way we work has completely been transformed. So now uh, what used to be thought of as a temporary hybrid worker or mobile worker trend has now really become the way we work. And this new modern workplace is really requiring you know, what you refer to as omnipresent connectivity, or in other words, like, you know, 
connectivity that is seamless and persistent and consistent and reliable, regardless of, you know, where you are and what time of the day, what type of location. And by the way, it extends beyond just to, you know, connectivity for people. The same applies that, you know, that omnipresent connectivity now extends to the requirements that technology leaders in companies have for the places and things that they manage. And where does 5G fit into all of this? Because I know you've called 5G a critical currency. How so? Oh, uh, I love that question. Um, I love talking about 5G and I could do this, um, you know, all day. If you think about, you know, all of these business leaders and technologies that I was talking about a minute ago, they're sitting on massive amounts of data. But, you know, regardless of which um, study you read, these data volumes are not only continuing to increase at a massive pace, but more importantly, only a fraction, like single digit, a fraction of this data is really being leveraged by the CIOs and the CTOs. And as they start thinking in, you know, in their particular business or line of business or industry on the type of solutions and outcome that they are, you know, trying to enable, um, we call 5G the critical currency because there are four elements that are key to any new type of innovative solution. That's the hardware, the applications, the connectivity, and the compute. But without the connectivity, many of these more modern use cases and applications would not, you know, take a life of their own. And that's why 5G really becomes the critical currency, because the type of speed reliability and ultra low latency that you get with 5G, you know, uh, we didn't get it in an industry with uh, previous um, previous versions of cellular technology. So I want to get your take on the opportunities that 5G opens up for enterprise. But before we get into that, help me understand where you're coming from on it. I, I think about the the Henry Ford quote about the Model T, where he said, if I asked my customers what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Right. So how much of your work is listening to what customers want versus guiding them to what they need? I think it's such a pertinent question. And, you know, Henry Ford's uh, comment still applies to the world that we live in today. I, I think, you know, put it in simple terms, the the answer would be depending on the customers and their level of comfort or familiarity with technology, you're going to get a different response depending on who um, you know, you, you're talking to. We have some customers that come to us with a very clear vision of what the solution, uh, what is the solution that they need. I mean, they have it down to the infrastructure. They have all the requirements like, you know, fully planned out others simply need something that's a better mousetrap or that's, you know, is going to help them deliver a better experience to their users or, you know, to their customers, to their employees. And it's, you know, they come to us not so much with a very prescriptive view of like, hey, this is what I need, but they come to us with the problem that they're trying to solve. And that's where, you know, our teams based on, you know, the repertoire of solutions that we have built can really help our customers and guide them on that journey. And, you know, I mentioned it a minute ago, it's really all under the digital transformation umbrella, but it manifests itself for different companies, um, you know, in different ways. As an example, I would say 
uh, we launched our advanced industry solutions a few months ago um, here at T-Mobile. And it um, really was intended to simplify for those customers who know that, hey, they need a better outcome, they need a better solution, but they really haven't defined. And clearly they are not in the business of wanting to define the multiple solution partners that they need to be, um, you know, bringing together to deliver an end-to-end -end suite of solution. They come to us and AIS solves that problem for them. It puts in an end-to-end -end package, the hardware, the software, the device, and of course the connectivity. In other words, the smart solution all the way from the network core to a heat mapping sensor, if let's say if they are um, operating a retail floor, floor, if they are a large, um, you know, uh, retail provider. Uh, we focus in our efforts on four major um, categories or industry to start with these smart solutions, um, logistics, manufacturing, uh, retails and smart cities or smart campuses as a, as a category, bringing all of, um, you know, all of the components of the solution together that, um, you know, would have been tested and pre-certified by T-Mobile so that, you know, we can roll it out to our customers as a single solution where they have a single provider to deal with so that they can really go focus on their business rather than um, having to deal with, uh, you know, infrastructure and this very complex ecosystem of managing uh, multiple solution partners, SLAs, etc. Which brings us back to the whole idea that companies, enterprise today, they're not really leveraging the remarkable amount of data that they possess or could capture. And that's really the underlying opportunity for 5G when it comes to enterprise. Absolutely. We really do see 5G as, you know, the enablement technology for all of these new other emerging technologies that are bound to really transform the way, you know, society is, is functioning. And this explosion of you know, data that you just mentioned a minute ago is really a key driver to the adoption of these emerging um, um, technologies. And we really do see 5G capabilities being, you know, the enabler to that, to that entire um, ecosystem. As an example, think about the way data can be better harnessed, um, you know, through 5G to solve critical business needs that require increased capacity enhanced wide area coverage, increased reliability, lower latency, or, you know, for that matter, seamless and consistent uh, mobility. All of this data can be used to develop these newer innovative solutions that are, um, you know, um, ultimately going to become the new norms and the new standards in our society across all industries. So then what's the unexpected lesson that you've learned designing, deploying, and operating a 5G network that you apply to enterprise when they're looking to leverage private 5G? When I think of us at T-Mobile, I really think of us as the network experts. The type of network deployment that we do at scale, you know, our chief network officer, Wolf Olofsson, has actually coined it as, you know, the network factory. That's what we do. So deploying networks, it's our expertise and, you know, we've been doing it for, for years and years. And now we're basically taking the same expertise and we are bringing it to our customers, allowing them to develop, you know, private networks so that they can, you know, as I was saying a minute ago, 
focus on their uh, business and then let the network experts really manage their, their private network um, requirements. We're offering this service to our customers because, you know, they still haven't figured out for themselves um, how they want to do it. The design is complex, the deployment is complex, the management is complex. And, you know, they are um, glad that they see someone like T-Mobile stepping in and say, hey, you know what, let us take this off your hands so that you can go focus on, on what you do best. And then our network engineers, you know, they uh, they take that expertise because we've built, you know, the America's largest, fastest and most reliable 5G network with precision at scale. And they take that same expertise, which is really unmatched and they bring it uh, and they bring that wealth of knowledge and learnings to our um, enterprise customers. After this podcast, learn more about this and other insightful topics by going to nokia.com slash thought leadership. There you'll find additional information linked to today's podcast. In the world of sales, there's an industry term that's often used when talking to clients, uh, objection. And it's the idea that you've got to get this client, this potential client in some cases, over a hurdle psychologically. And I I think about that when it comes to rolling out 5G in a private network world. You know, what do you say to an enterprise that's already spent millions upgrading to Wi-Fi? That's a very fair question. And it's a real observation. And I think that, uh, of course, there is a psychological, you know, barrier, but there are real um, ROI barriers. There are real technology uh, perceptions that oftentimes technology leaders and decision makers have within businesses. Um, as it relates to, you know, your question relative to Wi-Fi and, and 5G, uh, you know, our um, immediate answer is, look, Wi-Fi and 5G are going to coexist for a very long time. But I think CIOs and CTOs understand the limitations to Wi-Fi. And, um, you know, we need to continue working with them, uh, you know, bringing up the level of awareness on how these two technologies need to coexist and what are the differentiated um, benefits. I mean, Wi-Fi does a great job in indoor environments such as offices for non-mission critical use cases or with um, legacy wireless equipment where many devices lack modern cellular capabilities. But there are real limitations in terms of what one can do on, on Wi-Fi. For example, Wi-Fi cannot perform as well as 5G networks in um, outdoor environments uh, with limited mobility across wide areas. Wi-Fi brings, you know, slow handoffs as devices search for the next strongest signal um, and disconnect from one access point to another and then reconnect. Um, Wi-Fi is susceptible to unexpected outages and security threats and network congestions, I mean, and, and so on and so forth. Overall, Wi-Fi is complementary to private networks. And, you know, when we go in and we sit down with our customers and we understand what are the, you know, the pain points that they're trying to address, what are the issues that they're trying to solve, or what is the, the total business outcome that they're trying to deliver for their business, oftentimes our architecture recommendation is a, um, you know, a combination of like, hey, you maintain Wi-Fi for particular applications. And then, you know, for the more sophisticated, more mission critical applications, that's where you would, um, you know, be deploying a 5G private network. If much of industry is thinking about an all or nothing approach when it comes to private networks, 
I guess this is how you're defining a hybrid mobile networks and private mobile networks. Let's talk a little bit about that. One of our differentiation points at um, at T-Mobile in terms of the 5G advanced network solution suites that we that we launched last year is really addressing that very point that you just raised is um, because of our very dense and deep and broad 5G network and spectrum assets that we own, um, our macro 5G network is um, has a differentiated position than you know uh, the other operators in the US. That um, robustness of our macro network allows us to offer a hybrid 5G private network solution to our customers where they don't have to go all in and do a full private network deployment for the total perimeter of their of their facility because you know we can do the handoff to our 5G macro network and that really what that does for customers is that it significantly brings down the cost of deployment of the you know the infrastructure but also uh you know the the subscription cost on a on an ongoing basis um, I think that's a very important differentiation point. And when we sit down with, um, you know, uh, with the business leaders who are looking at, hey, what do I need to do to innovate in my business without, you know, um, compromising those investments that I had previously made, to your point a few minutes ago, I think that that's where our 5G ANS um, has a very rich um, value proposition that we brought to market. So then tell me more about those business leaders. Which early adopter industry verticals would benefit the most from a 5G advanced based private network? Um, I think that um, the best way I would say this is that, look, many industries are still in the early adoption phase in terms of like, you know, understanding uh, the broad set of capabilities that 5G can enable in the way they can really transform their business. Um, here um, at T-Mobile, based on the work that we had done with our customers, you know, uh, prior to the launch of our 5G um, ANS offering, um, we, you know, started talking to customers, seeing who the early adopter, adopters are, and we're focusing on four industries with our advanced industry solution. And these are retail, manufacturing, logistics and transportation, as well as municipalities and, and smart cities. We focused on those four industries because many of these organizations are looking for this smart solution to address, you know, may it be either the shifting economy climates or changing customer de de demands, tighter margins. And of, of course, in the last couple of years, the strain on supply chain has also been a, a key driver. These four particular industries for us in the, you know, in the set of customers we have been working with have, um, you know, they have been really primed for this kind of innovation that, um, that 5G is um, is bringing to bear. But um, I would be remiss not to mention that, you know, uh, this entire ecosystem needs more than one player to come to life. And that's where strategic partnerships are crucial in the way we go to market and we serve our, our customers. And, you know, as, as you know, T-Mobile and Nokia have been working together on multiple industry verticals, including, you know, some of the ones that I just mentioned. and. Nokia is, you know, obviously one of our trusted partner when it comes to our 5G and enterprise offerings. You're talking about a collaborative advantage. Um, absolutely collaborative and, and differentiated because, you know, each strategic partner brings their own set of expertise and, and um, 
you know, uh, experiences. And when you bring it together, it's not one plus one equals two. It really has a multiplier effect in terms of the way we show up in front of customers, really demonstrating that, hey, we got you covered, you know, all the way from, from the equipment, all the way to the connectivity and bringing additional solution partners as part of the mix. It really um, resonates with, um, you know, those business leaders, as I was mentioning a minute ago, because quite frankly, they don't want to have to deal with dozens and dozens of vendors and multiple contracts and multiple SLAs. And, and um, this, all of this adds up to the overall cycle time from bringing a solution from concept all the way to execution and in market. So when they see, you know, um, a, a partner showing up with already the entire ecosystem figured out, um, that really um, resonates with them. So then if there was one takeaway for an enterprise concerned about the support and the trust they can expect when working with a CSP and deploying a, a 5G network on their campus, what should it be? We do this at scale, like, you know, network deployment is we do it at scale with precision and, um, you know, with the type of um, velocity, quite frankly, not seen anywhere else in the world. When we do have those conversations with, um, with our customers, they know that, hey, not only 5G is the critical currency, but, you know, they are dealing with the experts and, you know, um, I talked about our network and, you know, if I think about some of the external reports, because don't take my word for it, but for the last two years, 30 plus third party reports such as Ookla, OpenSignal or Omlut confirmed that T-Mobile is the 5G network leader uh, through accolades like the lowest latency, the highest consistency, the, the fastest 5G download and upload speed, best 5G availability. And of course, with the best 5G reach nationwide and with our super fast ultra capacity, our 5G covers 260 million people nationwide. I suppose when you're talking to friends and family, they must be surprised to learn that while 5G is definitely a thing for them on their smartphone, yep. 5G is really way bigger in a behind the scenes world that they'll probably never directly touch. That's absolutely right. I think I don't think that, you know, our our average neighbor really knows about, you know, the benefits of 5G other than, you know, seeing the 5G icon on their phone and and, you know, experiencing faster speeds um, in, you know, in in downloading a movie when they are at their airport gate before, uh, you know, getting on their flight. But uh, that behind the scene, the transformation of, you know, all industries the acceleration of digital transformation enabled by 5G as the critical currency, um, all of us as consumers, we are going to be the beneficiaries and the recipients of all of that transformation. But of course, that growth and is going to come from businesses. It's through the adoption from enterprises of this new emerging technologies enabled by 5G, where we're going to start, um, you know, seeing changes, um, you know, manifest themselves through 5G. You must be thrilled about the next 20 years then. I can't wait. I can't wait because, you know, when I sit down and I have three teenagers and I, and I talk to them about, you know, their, their goals and aspirations about what they want to do when they grow up, um, I am thrilled to see that there is a whole new world of 
of, um, you know, experiences and applications and the type of jobs that they, they should be dreaming about that, you know, our generation certainly didn't have access to. Of course, a lot of it is already there that, you know, the, the access to the wealth of, um, of information that's out there or, you know, the, the hype and excitement that's out there around, uh, you know, chat GPT at the moment. Uh, but, you know, um, there is a confluence of all of these emerging technologies coming together. And again, I really do see 5G as the enabler of it. But yes, I think the next 20 years are going to be very exciting. Building a future that's productive, sustainable and inclusive in a world that acts together. Discover how by visiting nokia.com slash thought leadership.